Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back here on Sports Talk. Always appreciate the time from a Super Bowl champ, Scott Shanley, who's joining us now. He's also Saints uh, pregame and postgame analyst for CST on your view. Man, lots going on, Scott. How you been? Yeah, there is. Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, your initial reaction, obviously, to the Pete Carmichael news out as offensive coordinator, Saints moving in a different direction. Someone, obviously, you know very well being on that Super Bowl squad uh, and with the team for so long. Uh, was it time, though? It, it just felt like it, I think, with everybody that there needed to be a change there. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's, just, it's the nature of the business. Um, you know, Pete is one of the greatest people I've ever been around and one of the most loyal people. He's been there since 2006, and I know he turned down a ton of jobs um, and, and a lot of job interviews because New Orleans is where he wanted to be. So um, from that aspect, it, it's sad just knowing that, that he chose to stick around as long as he did. But like I said, it's it's the nature of the business. Everything you, – you saw it when Coach Payton was there. I mean, right. Coach Payton – Every few years, turned over the staff. That's just how it was. And he he, he made uh, some of his best friends really mad at him for a couple of years. I mean, he moved on from Joe Bitt, who was my linebacker's coach. Those guys went all the way back to the 80s when they worked with the Philadelphia Eagles as, as assistant coaches. So um, it's just part of the business. And you have to do it to keep things from getting stale. I truly believe that. Sometimes the same message over and over doesn't quite resonate the same as when you have something new and exciting. You know, and I guess Scott, you know, what are, as you as you look at this, you know, what what is your kind of early leaning in terms of how you do replace that guy? Do you think they go with uh, an established name? Do you think you go with an up and coming name? How much change do you think there's going to be? You know, what is your early read on that situation? Yeah, I think first thing I, I think of is is when you invest the type of money you invested in the quarterback, you're probably looking at an offense that's going to fit him or an offense that he's had success in the past. He's always kind of been a West Coast offensive guy. And, uh, you know, even at the end of this year, once he became a little healthier and he became familiar with the offense, the timing was there. So I think he, he fits really well into a West Coast offense. But So that would be my first choice, sticking with, with a West Coast principled offense. But at the same time, I think the West Coast principles are in a lot of offenses. When you look at the, the Shanahan tree of guys and, and the McVay tree of guys, there's a ton of West Coast principles in that. And, and I would not be opposed to grabbing somebody from that coaching tree because when you look at that offense throughout the league, I mean, look in Houston. Bobby Slowick was part of that was part of that Shanahan tree. You look at McDaniel in Miami. There is a, a lot to say about that that particular style of the West Coast offense and, and how much success it's had in the NFL. 
Scott, we got the word that the Patriots are going to be interviewing Saints linebackers coach Michael Hodges for their defensive coordinator gig under Gerard Mayo. Uh, just your thoughts on what Hodges has brought to this group. Uh, definitely uh, a lot of high praise in this room, at least. Yeah, absolutely. When you look at just the consistency of that position group, and I think a lot of times people will say, well, yeah, yeah, DeMario Davis, but, but DeMario Davis played some of his best football when he got to New Orleans. And DeMario, the last few years, even even aging and where he is in his career, he, he doesn't miss a beat. And I think a lot of times people people don't give the position coaches enough credit. The guys who on a day-to-day basis are handing out uh, these tips and these sheets and bringing into the to the – to the meeting room and putting down in front of guys saying, Hey, this is what I found last night. Their right tackle is tipping off plays or their tight end is tipping off plays. Or when they get in this formation, here's what they're doing. So the position coach can really help a a person have success. I know I I took my game to a whole new level, different level when I got to New Orleans and I had Joe Vitt as my linebackers coach. He, he, He was able to reach me in a way that I hadn't had. And so I think it just speaks volumes when you look at him and Pete Warner's played some really good football in Spurs. And, and if Pete can stay healthy, I think Pete can still really be a really, really good four down linebacker in this league. And he can cover guys in the flat and, and the game has become a two linebacker system yeah. anymore. But um, even you go to Zach Bond, Zach Bond is an, is not an off the ball linebacker, but when he got up on the line of scrimmage and was playing in some of those pressure packages, he did really good too. So I think he's done a great job in that room. Yeah, Sky, I saw you tweeting about this, and it is interesting. You know, it's is this the era of the linebacker head coach? You know, because you said Nico <laughs> Ryan's, Antonio Pierce got the job, Gerard Mayo, obviously in New England, and it, it is interesting because you look at it, it's like, oh, usually you see former quarterbacks. You know, there's certain positions that tend to gravitate toward coaching. Um, and, uh, but, you know, you've seen these kind of linebackers, uh, take center stage. And I don't know. Is it an energy thing? I, I've always been a big fan of Antonio Pierce since he was on the giants, big part of that uh, Super Bowl run when he was there. I'm just curious, you know, why, what, what is it about linebackers that you think, uh, kind of gravitates towards that role lately? Yeah, I, I love it. Obviously playing linebacker. I just think at that position, it, it's a unique position because, you have to be. You have to have a just playing the game. You have to be extremely versatile. You have to be able to take on 320 pound linemen. You have to be able to cover receivers in the slot, cover running backs. So you're constantly doing things that are out of your element based on your size or your speed. Um, but more than that, it's about communication. At linebacker position, you're you're constantly talking to everybody around you. You're in the middle of the defense. You're relaying coverage calls with the DBs. You're talking to the defensive linemen, getting them in the right gap. And so I think as a linebacker, just the communication part of the game comes natural. And, and I really like it because you've seen for years where it's a young man's offensive game or quarterback coaches are getting jobs. And D'Amico Ryan's, I think, opened a lot of people's eyes. And then Antonio did a great job in his interim role and now Mayo in New England. And, heck, I'll even go – I know he's not a linebacker, but Dan Campbell in Detroit. So I love seeing all these guys who used to be players. I just think the way the, the current player is now – they really trust and relate to guys who who went through the battle. The Dan Campbell might not have played linebacker, but he's a linebacker <laughs> at heart. <I> think. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. I played with Dan in Dallas, and tell you what, Dan Campbell at the time, if you would have told me watching, we used to call him Triple H, the WWE wrestler. We because he would walk around with that bottle of water, and he would do hand cleans in the weight room. He would spit water. I, he was always had a had a dramatic flair about him, and I never thought he'd be a head coach, but he, he is a heck of a head coach, and he's got that program rolling. That's a good transition into the games coming up this weekend, Scott. Wondering how you're feeling about the matchups and if you who are your favorites to advance to the uh, AFC and NFC championships. Yeah, I think these games. Last week's games were kind of disappointing. Right. The, the, the Lions Rams game was was by far the best game, and um, but I really believe that's just you're seeing 
the, the, the attrition of, of a season and the, the top teams and getting that first round by, you can't, you can't beat it. Dallas obviously did not do well in, in playing in a home game, but heck the Packers and Jordan love they're playing their best football at the right time. And that's what it's about. So I think, I think the home field advantage this week is going to be huge. I just believe that when you get to this stage in the season, the traveling takes a toll on you. I, um, I just think they're going to be really good games, but I got to go with Baltimore and San Francisco for sure as the one seeds and all that rest. I think it's going to pay dividends for them. Um, but you know, Detroit against Tampa. Detroit, Tampa played good last week, but traveling on the road into that hostile environment, I think Detroit's going to get that game. So Detroit and 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 the Forty ers in the AFC Championship game would be a great matchup. And then the Bills Chiefs. The Bills Chiefs the best game of the week, and I, I yeah, believe that game is a toss up. Start that know? one for sure. Yeah, that's a toss-up game. Mahomes on the road. I'm excited about seeing Mahomes on the road in that environment more than anything else. But, man, I think that's going to be a, a four-quarter game. It's still insane to me that he this is his first-ever road playoff game, you know, or at least you know, <laughs> on the road because, obviously, he played neutral site Super Bowls. But, I mean, that's insane. Of all the playoff games the Chiefs have played, this is the first time he's had to play in a hostile environment. It really is. It, it speaks volumes about the success they've had in Kansas City that they've had that, that road go through Arrowhead as much as they, they had. And I'm sure Patrick is excited about this opportunity. Everybody wants to play at home, yes. But I'm sure he's listened to so many people talk about, mm-hmm. well, he's never done it on the road. And so as a great player, you put that chip on your shoulder and you want to go show everybody. So he's probably geeked up and geared up to go throw for 300 yards in a snowstorm. And it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting to see him in that environment. Because when you think about Brady and Manning and all those guys, you always think of them winning those big playoff games on the road against all odds. And it's a great opportunity for Patrick. You know, just stand on the theme of quarterbacks, and there, you know, the Packers are on the schedule again next year. So I think it's interesting because I think the the Jordan Love we saw in Week Three, while he showed some flashes, he made some plays. Obviously, they won that game, uh, but I don't think this Jordan Love we're seeing now uh, looks anything like <laughs> the Jordan Love at the beginning of the season. I think he was learning; he was he was taking his lumps. But I, I do think it's interesting. Like you need time as a quarterback, and the Packers are as good as anyone at making sure you have plenty of time to develop before they throw you into the fire. But I'm curious, what you know, what have you seen from him over the course of the season? Because it seems like you know a guy who mid-season there was a definitely a lot of doubters in terms of maybe long-term in that role, and now this is a guy who you know he just decimated or destroyed the the Cowboys defense. And, uh, you know, I think you're going to see a measuring stick game. But what have you seen from Jordan from that week three game to now? Well, yeah, I think he's he's been remarkable. And the, the biggest thing is the game has slowed down to him mm-hmm. immensely. And, and every player, you know, I, I certainly remember it was probably year two or three for me. And you kind of remember where, when it starts to click, when the game actually finally slows down because it's so hectic, it's so fast. And he just – the game against the Dallas, he just looked like he was he had Dallas's defense in slow motion and he knew exactly where all the open windows were going to be. He knew he made all the right reads. But honestly, getting Aaron Jones back really has made that offense go. Aaron Jones is an outstanding running back. He can do it all, running the ball, catching the ball in the backfield. I think having that threat and that running game has really helped take some pressure off of him for making all the plays as well. And he's doing it with the, with probably the youngest wide receiver core in the NFL. So, it, you, I give Jordan Love a, a ton of credit cuz he he has become a long way, way since, like you said, in the middle of the season where there were a lot of doubters. But everybody else around him is really elevated their, their play, and they believe in him. And to me, once you believe that you have the guy at quarterback, everybody's game just goes to another level. Scott, back to a Saints question for me. Just curious, you know, looking ahead, uh, going into next season, obviously got to get the coaching, offensive coordinators, uh, and assistants all squared out. But for you, what is the biggest 
an area of need for this team going into next year? I know a lot of talk has been about the offensive line. Are you feeling that way as well? Yeah, I am. You know, you're asking that question, and I thought, do I want to give this boring answer? Because fans <laughs> hate when you say offensive line. Fans are like, please don't draft an offensive line or defense line. But that's where championships are won. And if, and you think about three years ago, when, three or four years ago, when this Saints team was really rolling, and, and I think the Saints arguably had the best offensive line in the league. You had a healthy young Ramchek and Armstead and all those guys, and you just controlled games. Every week you rolled into – it didn't matter if it was home or away, and you knew you could run the ball – and you could play great defense. That's how you win 11 games, 12 games in a season. So if, if an outstanding lineman is there early in the draft, I think it's hard to pass up because you, you need that. You need to kind of replenish along that offensive line. But at the same time, um, I believe this team is still in a position where you can draft the best position available. You don't have to reach. You don't have to reach and fill a position because you just don't have anybody there. Um, it's going to be interesting. I, I think the Saints need to get back to being a little more aggressive. You think back when Sean was there and there were tons of trades in the draft or there were trades in the offseason to kind of bolster positions. I think doing that and letting everybody everybody know, like Mickey said the other day, I got to let everybody know they're not com- that you're not comfortable. Don't right. get comfortable. I think the way you do that is you, you make trades, you bring guys in, you make some, some blockbuster trades, and you shake things up. And how do you think that usually gets everybody's attention? Yeah, I know this isn't even a question, but I do think it's an interesting point. Like, everyone wants to talk about that 2017 draft. It's like, wow, this is a great draft. You got Alvin Kamara, you got Marshawn Lattimore. Well, another guy you got was Ryan Ramchick, and he was the final pick of the first round. You got that pick, I think it was the Jimmy Grant. No, it was the Brandon Cooks trade. It was the Brandon Cooks trade. And, you know, what? when people look at this team and it's like, well, why isn't this team, why isn't this offense as consistent as what you saw in 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020? Well, one of the biggest themes of those four years was that both of your tackles, there was never a question. Those were stud offensive tackles week in, week out. You had Teron Armstead, Ryan Ramchek. This and now you have, you know, Ryan Ramchek with a knee that is not doing him any favors on the left side. You're talking about who knows? Is it James Hurst? Is it Andre Speed? Is it Trevor Penning? To me, that's the biggest difference. And and that's I think a big part in what's prevented them from finding consistency on the offensive side of the ball. I'm curious what you think. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. no, there's no question. Absolutely, I agree. I think I think one of the things that hampers you more than anything in a draft is when you invest your your top draft picks in big guys that don't work out. Mm. Um, you know, Marcus Davenport, g- really good player, explosive, had the size, had all the measurables, couldn't stay healthy. But when Marcus was healthy and he played more than two or three games in a row, he made plays. And, you know, Peyton Turner's had the injury bug on him. And Penning, they're trying to figure out what position he can play. Anytime you miss on draft picks on big guys up high, it's hard to find – 320, 330-pound guys roaming the earth with nimble feet who can do the things these guys can do. And that's why it goes back to Bill Parcells always used to say it. He's always going to take big, talented guys early because it's harder to find those type of people. So I've, I've always just been a believer. If you miss early um, in the draft on big big guys, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, it's, it's hard to cover up for those mistakes. Now that we're winding down in the football season, Scott, what do you do in the off time? <laughs> Yeah, this off season is usually um, winding down a little bit. I'm helping coach some football, do some high school football, and then training some guys for the draft um, in Dallas. So it's it's. I used to be a lot, lot more <laughs> never downtime for you, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's football year round, just in different elements. Whether it's talking about the Saints and watching the Saints, or or helping train guys and give back and and teach some of the game back to younger guys. Definitely, always appreciate the time. Great knowledge from you. Uh, have a good one and enjoy the games this weekend. Absolutely. Take care. Thanks, Scott. Saints a Super Bowl champ, pregame and postgame analyst for CST on your view, Scott Shanley. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.